1: Well, I hope you had a great weekend. We start the merry-go-round all over again with a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, we got lots of murder. We've got lots of mayhem. And um, I can't think of another word that starts with M. But I will think of it, and we will cover it today, as I'm happy to have you with us. And let's start with three murders within a half an hour space of time. happened early Saturday. And the neighborhoods that you would typically think this kind of stuff happens in is indeed uh, where it happened. Hilltop, 131 a.m., 22-year-old man, shot in the upper body, died. Uh, About the same time, suspicious fire reported on South High on the south side. Uh, Male body found in a nearby woods, dead at the scene, also shot. Uh, before 2 a.m. then, so we are within a half an hour, uh, an adult female, 64 years old, this is definitely does not fit the typical paradigm, um, shot multiple times in North Linden, and she uh, died also. So this is uh, not unusual, except for the fact that the span of time is... Uh, much more compressed than it typically is. Uh, I had the opportunity over the weekend to uh, chat with a couple Columbus police officers. We were chatting about the uh, strange case that occurred late last week with the stolen Porsche at gunpoint from a buyer's dealership in the Whitehall area. And then the uh, three perpetrators headed to the west side of town where they robbed a bank They then got through what looked like a vehicle barricade and headed back into town, which, yeah, question marks. Why? What's going on? One of those three then shot and killed at the scene. The police officer who um, was wounded, uh, I discovered that, well, I didn't discover it, I was told it, that his partner likely saved his life by the very um, expert application of a tourniquet on his partner's leg wound and then quickly making the decision not to wait for medics on the scene, but to transport his partner to Grant Hospital, likely saving his life. In the course of my conversations about that particular incident, I gained some insight into some other ongoing concerns in our city that don't make headlines, but that contribute to the headlines that we talk about far too often here as it concerns crime in and around the capital city. Uh, We've talked about the car theft problems, time after time after time, the number of cars stolen in Columbus. There are two wrinkles on this that uh, officers shared with me. Number one, there has been A very high number of weapons, firearms, guns, also stolen at the same time cars are stolen in Columbus. That A lot of people either put their gun under the seat or in the glove box, and then when their car is stolen, the gun is stolen. And then you can imagine the headache that that provides because the person who purchased the gun, let's assume legally, now does not have that gun and you don't know where that gun is. And that gun then becomes like the gold standard of street capitalism because it's a clean gun. It can't, it, it's traced to somebody else, not to the person who stole it and certainly not to the person who bought it from the person who stole it, thus making it an attractive weapon to be used in the commission of a crime. The other aspect That I gathered is that we know juveniles steal cars, but we presume, or at least I do, that when a juvenile steals a car, what's the age that you're anticipating to read if and when, in the rare instances anymore, because we have, you know, so many cars stolen, it's not really news when they're stolen. What's the age that you assume you will see when someone steals a car? Probably what? 16? Maybe they get an early start, 14, 15, we've had, what do we have, a 14-year-old killed in a rollover crash with a stolen car? I talked to one officer over the weekend who said he has arrested a nine-year-old boy multiple times for stealing cars. Nine years old. Nine. Now, this makes me wonder, first and foremost, what's this young man's Parental situation at home. What kind of supervision does he have? I know. None, right? And I asked, is there a mom? Is there a dad? Is there a grandma grandpa? Is there a sister, brother? Somebody's in charge of this kid? Didn't know. Didn't know. Because the kid provides no answers in that regard. So, I read a headline about... Council President Shannon Harden, which, oh, by the way, there's one other thing I have to mention in regard to the uh, incident last week where we had shot down I-70 in both directions for multiple hours because of the shootout that took place near the Mound Street exit where the one suspect was killed and where the officer was wounded. Every officer I spoke with mentioned the same thing that I mentioned the very next day when I talked about it, and that is the completely different Different approach, the completely different aura, the completely different vibe given off in the aftermath of that tragic, dangerous situation's aftermath of a new mayor, Andrew Ginther, and a new city council president, Shannon Harden, the fully supportive of COP's Columbus administration. All the officers I talked to found that to be as transparently, ironically, uh, untruthful, as I did at the times that I heard the uh, politicians here locally try to bathe themselves in the glow of, oh, man, our officers are great. They do such a great job. Yeah, one day a year we hear that. 364 days a year we hear how awful they are. Uh, Speaking of Shannon Harden, uh, he is featured in a story in today's Columbus Dispatch headlined, Thusly. And when I read this headline the first time, let's see if you have the same reaction. When I read this headline the first time, a question came to my mind, which as a consumer of news, this often happens. I'll read a headline and I'll say, hmm, that makes me wonder if. That makes me wonder if the question I have in my mind based on that headline will be answered in the story that I am about to read. So here's the original headline. Max Philby is the reporter. I don't know if Max writes his own headlines. My guess is they're bleeding so much money down there at the dispatch, it's entirely possible that he does. But in the old days, we had copy editors, so I don't know. But somebody wrote the headline that says, Gun violence, so it's a lie, kills more black Columbus residents. Colon. Here's what's being done to change that. Okay. So when I read this, the first thought I had was, you're going to tell me that, Black people are murdered at an astronomically higher rate than white people in the city of Columbus, which doesn't surprise me at all. That was what I would have anticipated because I read the headlines every day. I see the names. I see the descriptions of the victims. So I knew that to be true. That didn't surprise me. What did this headline make me wonder? Gun violence kills more black Columbus residents. Here's what's being done to change that. My question that I wanted to know, who is doing the killing? If we have an inordinately high number of blacks being murdered, and Max Philby's story says in Columbus, black people are 7.8 times more likely to be killed with a gun than a white person. So they're eight times more likely. I That's a sad fact. It's a tragic fact, but it is a fact. And that doesn't surprise me at all because, as I say, I read the headlines. As of June 26, Max writes, 53 of 78 people killed in Columbus in 2023 or 68% were black. Okay, now 68% of Columbus residents are not black, so this is an astronomically high percentage. What I wanted to know is, of the murders that are solved, who's doing the murdering? Is this black-on-black crime? Which is, by the way, a national trend. that holds in every country in the world that you are most likely to be killed by someone who shares your ethnicity and your station in life. That's just a fact. But, of course, there is no mention in this story about who's doing the killing. In fact, that doesn't surprise me either because the first two words of the headline tell you that this is going to be a dishonest accounting of the murder problem in Columbus. Because when they start the headline with gun violence kills, no, no, people kill. They use guns as their instrument of death. But if you're going to lie to me in the first three words of the headline, my guess is you're not going to really work too hard to fill in the cracks about the facts I want to know contribute to the overriding theme of your story. The number of people murdered in Columbus is way too high. Thus, the number of black people murdered in Columbus is way too high. Thus, the number of people doing the murdering is way too high. And there's nothing mentioned in here about it, except Shannon Harden's ideas for how to stop it, which we will get into next. So a violent weekend, the end of a violent week in Columbus. We had the shootout with the um, three guys who stole a Porsche, uh, robbed a bank in West Columbus, drove back into town, shot it out with police uh, on the interstate, broad daylight. One of them killed, Uh, one got away, he was arrested in Chicago, he was on his way to Turkey, uh, by the way. And I couldn't make up my mind uh, whether these guys were uh, criminal masterminds or uh, criminal idiots. I'm sure that when they're playing Grand Theft Auto, it works every time to steal a Porsche at gunpoint, drive across town to a bank, rob it, drive back into town, shoot it out with police, and get away. Uh, But it didn't work here, thanks to the good work of uh, the Columbus Police Department. And then this uh, Saturday night, early Saturday, within a half an hour, we had three people murdered in three different places in Columbus. Uh, Council President Shannon Harden never won to let an opportunity to get his name in the headlines go to waste. Uh, Jumps on the phone with uh, Max Philby of the Columbus Dispatch and announces that he is partnering with the NAACP in an attempt to connect people in Columbus neighborhoods with each other and the best steps they can take to stem gun violence, or more accurately, murders. Uh, he will include in his initiative uh, a pledge that Harden and NAACP President Nana Watson say they plan to share and ask people to sign in the coming weeks. Oh, man. I mean, once you sign your name, you're not going to shoot anybody. That's, that'll end it. The pledge, Max Filby writes, will serve a way to encourage black Central Ohioans to take initiative in halting gun violence on Columbus City streets. So I read through this thing, and it's a way to, Act like you really care about an issue without really caring about an issue. Both Harden and Watson, Max Philby, right, say the crime statistics, where blacks are uh, almost eight times more likely to be murdered than a white person in central Ohio, they say those statistics are personal. Are they? Are they personal? How come the only time I ever get a statement from Shannon Harden or ever hear from Shannon Harden is when there's either A high-profile murder, like in the short north, which we had to shut down all the food trucks and restrict parking and concentrate all our cops in the short north on a Saturday night. So a high-profile murder or something else that makes a murder stand out, like three and a half an hour that makes murder stand out. A guy killed in a shootout with police, that, that stands out. It's not murder, but it's a shooting death. That stands out. Then Shannon Harden uh, comes out with a pledge and an initiative, and he calls his friends at the dispatch who he has on speed speed dial as a way to further his career. Um, Nana Watson's quote to the dispatch is, we are concerned about the deaths and violence that are affecting young black people, and we have got to do something about it. The only way that we can do it is if we all hold hands and say this is what we're going to do. I'm turning the page to see if she added and sing kumbaya together. Now the pl- instead, the second page says, "The pledge which Harden and Shannon, uh, excuse me, Harden Harden and Watson said they weren't ready to share on Friday." Then why are we writing about this? Why are we writing about this? Because to not get in the dispatch in the aftermath of three murders in a half an hour, is a wasted political opportunity for Shannon Harden. So he's got to get this in the paper that I've got a pledge. What is the pledge? I'm not ready to share that yet. He does say the pledge will call on people to look out for one another and do what they can to make sure they and their families aren't contributing to gun violence. Wow, what a commitment he's asking people to make. ...to do what they can. Woo! Man, sign your name to that. I'm going to do all I can. What can you do? Nothing. Okay. Well, you sign your name to it, so keep on doing that. The duo will seek to disseminate the pledge in multiple ways, including via social media and schools and elsewhere. The story continues to note that Mayor Andrew Ginther has declared gun violence a public health crisis in February of 2022... How have we been doing on murder since that declaration? Here's an idea. How about you prioritize families, marriage, faithfulness, morality, obeying the law? How about you punish people who break the law? You know that in Columbus, the detectives in the uh, property crimes division, the ones that remain as they are down about 20 detectives in the property division of the Columbus Police Department? Do you know they are demoralized because they have heard from both their chief of police and assistant chief of police that property crimes in Columbus really don't matter? If property crimes in Columbus really don't matter, which is the stealing of your car or your gun or your jewelry— if property crimes don't matter, what is the message that is sending to youth? Oh, I know what message it's sending. Zach Klein, the city attorney, Friday gave us the message. He's got his own. Take, take care, Shannon Harden. Don't you try to get in front of something politically. Zach Klein's already in front of you at the dispatch, probably camping on the doorstep of the dispatch to announce his big program late last week to end shoplifting among people who are Stealing necessities. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about people in Columbus and property crimes being related to necessities, what do you think that people are stealing in Columbus? What do you think the overwhelming thing that people are stealing in Columbus is? Is it, is it mouthwash? Toothpaste? Has there been a run on pantyhose? Or milk? No. I'll tell you what the most oft-stolen item in Columbus is. Clothing. Clothing. People go into clothing stores and pillage the shelves and walk out with thousands of dollars in clothing. And Zach Klein deems that a necessity. Not aspirin, not antibiotics, you know, not band aids, not mouthwash, toothpaste, deodorant. No, deodorant is not the number one item stolen in Columbia. What do you think is stolen more? Air Jordans? The newest LeBron or uh, deodorant? These these people at City Hall are just so transparently stupid.